for anybody who's interested. This is the, uh... This is the Brew Science Podcast. All right, from behind the Zion curtain, cheers, my bros. What up, everybody, and my nerds, nerdettes, it's your boy, the Brew Science Podcast crew, coming to you live, or not. It's your boy, the Brew Science Crew Podcast. (laughs) It makes sense. That sounds like boys. We've all merged into one being. (laughs) We are one The hive mind is real. Group consciousness. It's your boy. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What up? What up, fuckers? <laughs> what? I was trying to be so nice. Come up with a nicer alternative from calling our dedicated Australian fans fuckers. Wait, but we—they're all Australian now. No, no, uh, we have quite a few. Yeah, but why are we calling? Why are we singling out the Australians? Because our dope might. It's. I think they deserve a shout out. They're so far away. They come to us. They're not far away. The... They're just upside down. That's not how gravity works. That's exactly how Australia works. <laughs> That's not exactly how Australia works. <laughs> Ask any Australian. They know. Goodbye, Australian listeners. It was nice. <laughs> but hey, I'm thinking of you. I got you. Anyway, that's Sloan. I, oh, I want to introduce myself. What up? It's me, Sloan. Joined by my fabulous co-host, Colby. Uh, well, I just got introduced, so I guess I'll introduce James. And that, that's James, I'm I guess. I'm James. The one and only. You should reintroduce Sloan now. This is Sloan. Wait, yeah, oh, we gotta God finish damn it off. It, I hate all of you. <laughs> we're extra annoying this episode because we're all nervous about this. I'm episode. not nervous. We're all gonna I'm, die. I'm fucking pumped. I'm nervous. My muscles are swelling. It's great. Which oh, which mind. muscle? <laughs> I am Changed my mind. So excited right now. So yep, it is gonna be our. <laughs> what? It's our fourth brewcast. Yeah, I think this is our Yeah, fourth. it's our fourth oh, yeah. brewcast, and as promised, we are going into the deep end. It's Absinthe. What up? We're going to be tripping balls. The Green Fairy. As it's uh, the mythos, likes yes. to call it. Yes. The Green Fairy. But um, before that, we got a, a few things to address. Uh, one, thank you for those who give us our continued review and support on all those fantastic apps. But we're going to move back to the single episode format it just works better for us it flows better i think for you guys it creates more of an enjoyable listening experience uh we don't have to stretch out content as much we can really yeah not that you don't want to listen to our voices all the time yeah and it's just gonna be better for us for a production value rather than creating two separate episodes and two postings and it'll just be better for us and for you in the long run with this one episode format so thank you for the suggestion mr isaiah we tried it not us uh second part uh, we did those spooky casts we aren't going to do those anymore uh, on the count that it's november and we're super good at getting together also that's not really who we are we're going to focus more on the science and alcoholism because that's because that's what we like (laughs) Because I'm sure you digest plenty of those kind of podcasts. That's not us. We're going to go back to what is us and what is us drinking and being degenerate. And science. <laughs> yeah. And tech. Mm. What We're about the science? science crew. I just come for the drinks. You just come for the drinks. Yeah. Fact. I had, I planned my phone the whole time and I had mild commentary. It's true. <laughs> the, sad part, the sad part is most people enjoy you more than us, I too. I don't know why. I don't part. know why. And you're the one surfing Facebook through the entire episode. 
God the, damn it! Not the entire <laughs> Getting pissed! <laughs> Should wow. we do our, uh... I'm just watching the voice levels just spike like a <laughs> madman as we're all just laughing and cackling like sorry, sorry, crazy users. heads. Yeah. We apologize. Sorry, phone people, users that have the phone up loud, too, because it blew your speech. You are so good at radio. <laughs> I have the best radio voice. I am. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just going to jump into our first segment, the news. It's everyone's favorite, said no one. Firsties. Um, ever. Firsties? All Firsties. Right. Wow. I just want everyone all of our readers <laughs> to know that your boy colby came prepared with something that has nothing to do with tech news but That's you're prepared fine. for the news science segment. news but you had a topic that you knew about. i did and it's a topic seven, i'm passionate about too and it was before seven minutes before we started recording shut up Impressive. i took shut up the presence of colby this time because i was too busy with the absinthe shenanigans which i got also i spent my entire saturday so, watching paleontology videos which is so, actually why, yeah. I just, I got, why not i got that's, a, okay like a no, that's reasonable. Yeah, sure. so like i got just in a youtube rabbit hole of just nothing but like walking with dinosaurs and those really old shitty computer animated dinosaur movies all right and or just, I, movies i'm air quoting documentaries I'm, yeah documentaries with- <laughs> but i just got into those and it was just i learned about all the allosaurs again and all that great stuff but yeah Colby, hit me with that sweet, sweet news topic. Sure. Uh, so I just want to... I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have heard about this. Uh, James has not. So this would be actually kind of cool How for him. How do you know? Yeah, we totally haven't discussed this prior. Yeah, that's true. It's almost um, like we like, plan a oh, show. Oh, James is stupid. He doesn't know about <laughs> this. Not, that's not that. what I'm getting at. <laughs> I, I'm saying there are people that are not aware, so I would like to make them aware. Are you going to make me woke? I'm going to make you woke. Shut gonna woke and I'm going to make... I'm going to probably pull a couple <laughs> dollars out of your pocket, too. Uh... So there is. There had to be dollars in his pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Go ruck. Okay, that's fair. So there is this coalition called Team Trees. So it's hashtag Team Trees. It was started by a YouTuber known as Mr. Beast. So I don't know if you guys have ever watched Mr. Beast. He does some videos. Like they're they're really random. He sells merchandise. Blah blah blah. Doesn't matter. He's one of the highest paid, you know, coolest YouTubers out there. He gives away thousands and thousands of dollars. Some people would say influencer. Sure, he's an influencer. Like he'll go on to people's twitch sites and he'll just randomly give them 15 grand here you go no Can big deal get on our on our podcast podcast mr beast if you're out there <laughs> our production i, I would love go you i'm just gonna put that out so there. up we'd have like better mics our production oh, yeah. actual like almost the same an actual no okay, our content would be the same but the production value would we be could better. rent a yes. room we could we could rent we a, could rent a, a studio. soundproofed studio Anyway. What? Anyway, so Mr. Beast has started this coalition that is Team Trees. So what Team Trees is, is he's wanting to (laughs) plant 20 million trees by 2020. So what he's doing is every dollar he raises is a tree. Currently, they're at $14 million. The biggest donators for anybody. So Mr. Beast started it. He was like, okay, I'm going to start. I want to be the biggest donator. So he donated $100,000. Yeah. Um, Shortly after, Alan Walker, um, who is a DJ, for anybody curious, uh, donated $100,001. So Mr. Beast was like, well, I guess I'll donate $100,002. He has that kind of cash flow? Yes. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, Mr. Beast has a lot of money. Um, The big story. I have a live feed tree count. Okay. What's what's the tree count? 14,559,984. Okay, here's the big one, though. 
How much did Elon Musk donate? At um, least two I'm not million. privy. I'm not privy to that. Information not quite. It, it's not two million. He did donate one million dollars. One million dollars. He donated one oh, million dollars. This is oh okay because I saw a tweet and he actually changed his name on Twitter. Yeah. To Trelon. To Trelon Musk. Musk. This is it. Yep. Okay. This is why he did I it. Heard about this? Yeah. So We're it's a really cool. It's a really cool coalition. <laughs> you know, because they're they're trying to improve the planet. I mean, there was so. There's a, a YouTuber, oh, freak, I can't not remember the name of it right now, but there's a YouTube channel that actually went over, you know, what kind of impact this would have. Granted, it's not a huge impact. So, uh, if I remember right, he did the study that, like, 1 million trees is, like, 90,000 cars a year or something like that. So, right. it's not a huge impact, but it's a start. And it's a you movement know. Yeah. in itself. So it, it, Exactly. It, in its own way, it is a huge, massive impact. Absolutely. I mean, this is really cool. I mean, in... It doesn't cost you anything. I mean, you know, go donate five bucks. That that's it. Actually, and you it helped five you. plant trees. It, it does cost. Okay, you. fine. Well, it cost you five. The cool thing is the the charity that the nonprofit that he has teamed up with. They specialize in planting trees and keeping them alive because they're yeah. not just going to go out to a field and just like plant yeah, they're a not bunch just randomly planting. They're actually they're, doing it to keep them. They alive. also like make sure it's the right tree for the environment. They mm-hmm. have people retainers that'll go around and maintain the trees in the space to make sure that they. And grow. I'll do it. I volunteer. See, it's, I mean, even if you only have a couple bucks, mm-hmm. go go donate. Because, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You're out a couple bucks, but you get to plant some trees, right? Yeah, that's really like, cool. Like, it, it's the thought of actually doing something that actually can help. So, everybody, go donate at least $1 million like Trelon Musk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just for, so you're, I mean, so you guys know, there's tons of YouTubers that are donating $15,000 plus. Uh, Ninja donated fifteen grand. Um, Ninja? Ninja, yeah. As in, as in Twitch? No, no not Damn that Ninja. It. I'm sorry. Not that Ninja. Yeah, not, not that Ninja. A little bit super Ninja. stoked. I, he doesn't donate to things like that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think no, he, he does doesn't. anything that doesn't support Ninja. Fact. Um, Mark Rober. Um, who was a NASA uh, f- uh, physicist or scientist? Mm-hmm. Um, donated fifty grand. Wow. Um, now he's a YouTuber. Um, Azzyland. Um, oh, uh, PewDiePie donated sixty nine thousand four hundred twenty dollars. Because you know, because as is correct, four twenty. Yeah, sixty nine four twenty. You know, yeah, as is correct is the correct number. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there, there's a lot of YouTubers that have donated Sloan a ton of money. Dabbed. It's <laughs> <laughs> Sloan just dab. I have to dab once per episode, and yes. it just happened to be early. Oh, fair, all right. Sixty nine so, four twenty dab. dab. I, I just I think this is a great. Ow! He just dabbed again and hurt himself. <laughs> I flicked my chair. <laughs> um. I, I just think, I mean, even if it doesn't change a whole lot, it starts a movement, like you were saying. Yeah, that's right. Really it gets cool. the ball rolling for how to fix problems. Mm-hmm. Which we have big problems mm-hmm. with not enough trees and pollution. <laughs> okay, and Boomer. Wow. <laughs> wow. You brought just that kidding. into That's the this opposite podcast. of Okay, Boomer. I, <laughs> I just feel like it was relevant. <laughs> it wasn't relevant, though. No, it was relevant to the time. It wasn't, though. <laughs> just love me. Okay. <laughs> All right, um, I think I should go next because you both have dope top- topics and mine is kind of more just a small science fact that I found that was really cool. Small facts from Small James. Coming <laughs> to you live. Hey. All right, so. Uh, I'm not going to make that joke. What joke? None. Make it. Make no matter it. how it small the fact joke. is, it's still a, still a great <laughs> fact. Even dynamite comes in small packages. 
make small explosions. Usually wrapped, usually wrapped in grease powder, grease paper. Okay, so... What? What? Nitroglycerin it comes in like a wax grease paper, because if it sweats, it explodes. Huh. Well, you know. All right, my little science fact. Uh, the guy um, that invented dynamite's from Utah. You what? No, Mr. Nobel. Mm-hmm. I think, anyway... Go, go ahead, James. Go ahead, James. <laughs> I was going to make a comment about Mr. Nobel, but go, go ahead. Can I go? Yeah, no, please. Is it okay? Yeah. We're going to cut you off with some more dynamite facts, though. Okay, cool. Cool. So. Someone say they blow your mind. I'm done. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> 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 I had to just slide it in there. I'm sorry. I'll wait. I'm going to do the, what's it called? The the, the fox from when you're in, in, in school and the teacher holds up the fox fingers and it means shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. So, a little known fact. Uh, dynamite actually was invented um, <laughs> not for war purposes. It was mostly for construction, but of course, the government. Paid. Sloan, you just do yours. Mine's stupid anyway. <laughs> Mine is stupid anyway. Just do <laughs> yours. Go. Go do it. I can't. I'm yes, getting too angry. No, you can't do it right now. I'm, I'm quiet. What? Colby, look, Colby's quiet. He's not speaking. Go. All right. So. <sighs> I hate this podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not really. All right, so little fun science fact. You can actually reach your exercise goals just by thinking. Wow, I fucking hate this. <laughs> Colby's already out. How am I, so, James, enlighten me. How does one create a caloric deficiency by thinking? Well, to create a caloric deficiency, you have to make sure that you're eating less calories than your body is burning off. Just want to get that out of the way, but that has nothing to do with my science. <laughs> how, so, how am I so, going to think myself to a six-pack? Right, since, so, since my fat ass does not work out, do I just eat celery? I mean... Because those can, are negative calories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one's stopping you. No. <laughs> All right. James, little known fact. I want to think a six-pack into existence. Okay. Well, you can do that. Did you know that? Yeah. I'm, I'm, these are he's, segues. He's imagining I'm, it right now. I'm thinking about it. What am okay. I doing wrong? So... A little known fact, the the brain actually burns a surprising amount of calories as compared to the whole rest of your body. So your brain only makes up about 2% of your body weight. Yes. Question. What if you have a smooth brain? Do you burn more or less calories? <laughs> you burn less calories. <laughs> smooth brain power. Um, actually, mm. I don't know that for a fact. You might burn more because it's working I was say, harder. Yeah, you got to work a lot harder to get anywhere. Goddamn smooth brain. Hmm. All right. Facts. Anyway. We don't got them. So your brain... <laughs> Wait, smooth brains or fat? Jesus Christ. So you're burning <laughs> calories. <laughs> so it's 2% of your body. Yes, your brain weighs... Makes up about 2% of your body weight. Mm. All right? But it actually burns anywhere from 20 to 25% of your body's energy in so, the form of glucose. So theoretically, wow. if we could come up with a super drug that activates more neurons, we could really have shredded nerds you okay yeah you could do that i never understood how nerds are skinny i just i don't get it they don't eat fact oh they just game all day they forget to eat so So, your brain well there's my problem an average person on an average day just the person's brain burns anywhere from about 350 to 450 of the calories for that day that's pretty pretty crazy so out of a 2000 so out of 2000 that is what 25 percent. that's yeah about 25 percent a little under 25%. Yeah. It's like, Which it's like, is it's like 22, 25. 20 to 25%. So, little known fact, and if you have a hard day of thinking, 
if you're really trying to process through something, you can burn more calories in that day. It's not a crazy amount. It's not like if you're studying math hard all day long, uh, it's not going to make that big a difference. You might burn around 20 or more calories than if you just did a normal day of breathing and whatnot. But what takes up most of the brain's horsepower is normal stuff like breathing, keeping your heart beating, keeping your nerves firing, all that good stuff. It's interesting. So, I mean, I guess that makes sense as to why mentally exhausted, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah, you're, you're running out small. of energy. Well, yeah, yeah same thing. Like, exactly. It's interesting. It's the same way you get, like, super tired from, like, just talking to people all day. Even though you don't physically, like, lift heavy objects, you'll still come home from work exhausted. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that... Mentally that, drained. That one's probably more emotional, though. It's because some I mean, people if, could just talk to people all goddamn Yeah, but I mean, day. your your emotions, you those chemicals flood your brain, creating the brain activity. Yes. Yeah, sure. All right. Okay, fair enough. I can, I can see that. That's kind of interesting. So it's it's just makes me think of the brain in a different way than I ever have before. And They've I always told you that your brain is a muscle. It is a muscle. Did they say that? Yeah. Yeah. Brain so is a muscle. it's also the least efficient organ in your body. Because it uses. You're so telling much me of my smartest energy. muscle is the least efficient? Yes. I'm calling you a liar. That's awful <laughs> smart of it. Well, I'm sorry, but it is the least efficient. It burns the most. What is the most efficient? It brings the most the, efficient. The opposite of the work smarter, penis. not harder. Wait, what? <laughs> I think you just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but I it you, does make sense. I bet you. No, I, I think the heart would probably be the most efficient because, like, it doesn't even need, like, nerve to, like, pulse. It just needs that electrical signal. Yeah, that gets know. from the nerves. What if it, it's probably something stupid like your sphincter? It's probably the most efficient. It's probably your fucking spleen. Yeah, because it doesn't. It just chills. <laughs> all you don't need it. Sometimes <laughs> but, it throws but it, up. But I mean, <laughs> blood. But blood still moves to it. So true. But it's not that. That's not. It, the it needs to be the fault. most efficient. It has to use the least amount of energy to get the biggest benefit. It's probably like your thyroid or your gallbladder. Something no, really dude, lame. I'm telling you, it's the penis. The penis doesn't use any energy. Through most of its day, but when it's needed, it <laughs> depends on the boom. Penis. It's all the energy for anywhere from thirty, 30 seconds. seconds to seven minutes, <laughs> and then <laughs> seven minutes, and then boom, it goes down into low power mode again. Some would say, "Boom goes the dynamite." <laughs> boom goes the dynamite. Mind blown. All right, that's my topic. Thought it was pretty interesting. So, in other news, we have a right to celebrate thanks to the glorious politicians of utah so glorious in your stupidity um, no toad. No, wait. we officially have five percent bottles oh, yeah. that we can Alcohol. buy Yay. otc we do not need to go to a state-run government building to buy a beverage that is five percent it only took multi-million dollars potential of loss of profit each year <laughs> for them to realize hey we should do this utahns want what they want so Fun facts behind it a little bit. The reason this whole thing came about was the big trifecta of beer brewing, Miller, Coors, and Bud, all unanimous, like one after another in a string of about a couple months, announced they were no longer going to manufacture and distribute our 3% alcohol. The only other people besides us that consumed 3% alcohol were Oklahoma kansas and i think like north dakota i'm pretty sure those are those states but um they were 
(laughs) You're really bad at it. Um, I know. It was super delayed. I apologize. I didn't get it. I'm sorry. He said, I said, but, um, um, and and about um, two, three seconds later. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I didn't get it. It was so delayed. It was was. so bad. I'm sorry. So that's really good for us because Utah was like, oh, that's fine. We don't need beer. And then they looked at how much money they make from taxes of consumption of those specific beer brands and they went oh shoot then our love lovely governor herbert so so good at his job he decided to come to a compromise with these people and offer them what if you manufacture four percent alcohol Jesus Christ. literally the only state that would require four percent alcohol you stupid idiot they said no <laughs> good, as they should. and they said no we're only going to manufacture five percent and we entered this magical time frame of the last week of October, where for the first time, beer went on sale in grocery stores. And Ooh. signs went up saying 5% coming soon. And beer flew off the shelf because they were going to just pour down the drain. So they figured sell it for cheaper. Get a dollar out Not, of it better than no dollars. And it was, yeah. it was an odd time because I went to Walmart. To pick my fiance up some Seagrams, which and the is alcohol one of her favorites, was clear. And well, it's just there was like the selection that they had at Walmart that they normally have wasn't there. All that was left was mostly the shit beers, like the Natty Lights and all that <laughs> bullshit. That was all that was left. They didn't have any more Blue Moon. They didn't have any Shock Top. They didn't have any Seagrams. It was all cleared out because it's been on this crazy sale, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get rid of it. But we have now have your regular beer. So for our tourists, you can just ha- have normal beer now. Uh, you cannot still buy wine or spirits or liqueurs from yeah, the grocery store. At gas stations. Or gas stations. You still, still have to go to it. the state-run liquor store. Yes, that's how but Utahns are. That's how I'd Utah rather go is. to Costco for my wine. You get it cheaper, but whatever. I did learn, though, in the fact in Utah, you you can import alcohol to your private residence as long, as long as it is for personal use. So what? it's like a you can order like a bottle. But if it's anything suspicious, it'll get flagged and confiscated. So <laughs> you can actually order some and have it delivered to your house. But you it has to be personal use. So any large quantities will throw a flag. They can confiscate it. Then you have to pay taxes and other stuff. <laughs> They'll be like, why are you ordering so much? I'm like, I'm, uh, it's a long story. I'm part of this podcast. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> There's the real answer. <laughs> speaking of issues with the podcast, when I went to get this uh, drink that we're drinking today... Um, yeah, the uh, the guy that was I asked where it was because he only had one bottle. When I asked him where it was, he really rolled his eyes. He actually rolled his yeah, eyes. Yeah, he's like, "You're a fucking." Was idiot. he the big guy, kind of balding on top? No, no, no. short, skinny guy with a beard. Uh-huh. Dang, hmm. he's nice. I mean, I asked him because yeah, I, I need like some woodchuck. Shocker! Yeah. Some a government-run facilities run by an asshole, right? <laughs> I asked him where the woodchuck was. He, oh, it's over here, you know, because I needed some woodchuck. All I had was the amber, which is fine. And I then like I the asked pear. him where, where I really can get good. the drink that we're having tonight, and he rolled his eyes. and was like, oh, you fucking idiot. All right. Yeah. So that was, uh, there's that. In addition, I'll have you know that you will no longer see political ads on Twitter. It is God officially damn. in the tech news that all political content, both pro and against subjects, will be removed from Twitter, and you can no longer tweet about political things. Yay! I like it. I Specifically, don't like it. ads. You can still voice your public opinions. Political figures can still tweet out information, okay. but they cannot. You cannot run political ads. That no I'm okay ad with campaigns. It. 
I so like you it. can't have any ribbons. You're not going to have anything pop up. I mean, if you still follow Bernie, whoop whoop. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pray. It's not going to. Please. Praying doesn't work. <laughs> You're right. God doesn't exist. Um, Satan does, though. Maybe. Um, so you can't run ads, but there's still going to be those influencers tweeting out. I mean, it's not going to stump Trump from opening his mouth, but they won't be able to be up in your ribbon or video feeds anymore on Twitter. Facebook is still up in the air. Zuck says no. Haha, <laughs> that's adorable. Zuck says nano nano. <laughs> does, does not compute. <laughs> not sure if alien or robot. Also, Google hasn't really chimed in whether they are or not going to change their policies. But so far, Twitter, the first tech giant says, all right, we won't do it anymore. So, hmm. yeah. Step in the right direction, I think. I mean, the, so my problem with this is by the end of it, the only place you're going to be able to see political ads is going to be television. And then it's going to be the person who spends the most money into the television will get the boomer votes. You're telling me nobody watched television that the person that spends the most money on their campaign wins the most votes. Okay, but... Okay. <laughs> oh my god, that's different. <laughs> that's way different. Uh, I didn't mean it that way. I meant it'll be... Because you'll have all the people who will be a little bit more informed, you know, that are actually using... Uh, doing research and stuff like that. But all the, the boomers, because they don't get any their resources from anywhere other than television right that's pretty much it but they'll it's whoever puts the most money and time into television is going to get the boomer vote which is kind of unfortunate yeah it's very unfortunate all right that's my neck for anybody curious is that our topics i believe so um the only other like relevant thing is utah is one to join the echelon of states that now do because uh, we're just talking about politics that popped in my head uh the ranked choice voting and our first year doing it turned out okay no one died so uh there you go electoral college fuck you somebody should anyway, die to prove I'm, a point i'm, I'm sure a lot what? Of we don't need died. a martyr no we don't need a martyr it's fine the system's working you know how to make a system work better less people Throw a martyr in fucking there. sacrifice <laughs> <laughs> It worked for the Aztecs. Uh, and the Vikings. And uh, Yeah. It worked for a lot of people. for a lot Wait of people. Wait a second. None of them are around anymore. Not that you know of. True. All right. No, the, uh, the not Aztec. Yeah, Aztec. The Aztec people are still around. Oh. I mean, yeah. technically. Well, but sure. I mean, they're descendants, no. but it's not like they're not out living as Aztecs anymore. I mean, would you want yeah, to live Yeah, they actually dirt? are. Well, I mean, not their traditional ways. Because I, I went down well, and I actually I mean, explored the some of their, like... Um, like their housing and stuff, oh, really? they still live very much so like the Aztecs did. That's pretty cool. I mean, I they don't they don't Viking do the sacrifices people, and stuff, but you know, I guess the Viking people, a lot of them live similarly to their ancestors, so makes sense. Just because we outnumber them doesn't mean they don't exist. Yes, it does. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess so we don't exist because so, uh, outnumbers us. Guess Great. what? Hey, do you have a chicken butt? Do you have a question? I have a question. Yes. My favorite. I'm not drunk enough for this. All right. We're going to participate in my favorite subject. If you could combine two animals into the perfect predator. (laughs) Okay, not just like the perfect creature, the perfect predator. If you want to make a pussy herbivore, you're more than welcome to. (laughs) But we all know that doesn't sell movies. So I'm wearing my Jurassic Park t-shirt. I'm all ready for this. If you took two animals and created a hybrid what would it be 
I know what it is. Current animals, or can we use extinct animals? DNA is DNA, my dude. All right. I'm wearing my Jurassic Park t-shirt. So Create your apex creature. Should I think about this long and hard, or should I say what came to my head? Boom, right out the gate. Uh, this Do podcast has always been about... Okay. Ours has always been about what is it comes to your head first, I not logic. Ours are not similar, but okay. So here's my thought, right? Okay. So you know those fish down in the deep sea that have yeah, the lure, anglers, the light the lure, the angler fish, okay. angler fish. Okay, angler fish. Similar idea, but it's on land. Okay. So instead of the little light that that brings other fishies in, sure. It, the top half of my animal is actually a sloth. Okay. Okay, you lost me. It's a sloth. <laughs> okay. So, it looks slow and stupid, right? But so it has a it, light bulb. No, no light bulb. There's no <laughs> light bulb. Wait, it's then just, why, why is it an angler? Imagine it's like, it's not. It's a similar idea. Okay, so it's a okay. sloth. It's so, a sloth. your first, your first half, animal you're locking in, sloth. Top half is a sloth. It's moving slow. It looks stupid. Any other predator is going to run up and think, ooh, early, not early, easy lunch. Yum, yum. Sloth for dinner, even though they look like they stink really bad. Anyway, top half is a sloth. Bottom half is a kangaroo. What? Because on a earth is on. this creature? Because a kangaroo. So, so now, a kangaroo are, can are actually... you just like Frankens? I have a question about this top half, bottom half. Now, is this like? <laughs> is it perfectly just, blended, or did you, you just straight up? Did you just straight up, Doctor Frankenstein? <laughs> No, so I'm it's, just picturing it's like hopping, and its whole upper torso is just flailing behind it because it can't keep up. It's, it's, it's perfectly blended, much like Sentai. I can't say that word. I'm gonna have to bleep it out. Oh my god! All you right. just use the hard R, sir, to describe your perfect animal. I know. I apologize. It's oh, not what it, it didn't mean that anyway. So let me finish. I'm okay. so glad you went with All your right. first instinct because that is great. So the top Mine's half is so stupid now. The Mine's top so half dumb. looks like a silly dumb sloth moving super slow. So say a wolf comes up, a kangaroo actually. Why is a has... wolf living where this lives? <laughs> okay, a dingo. Okay, okay. alright, dingo. All right. Okay. So a kangaroo actually has enough kicking force to kick a hole through a human stomach. Okay. So it lures you in with the slow-moving <laughs> sloth, and then right when you get up there, it fucking kicks your face Just off. Just spider silvers you right in the dome. Exactly, <laughs> but it's actually a carnivorous sloth. So after it, kicks, after it kicks you to death, it eats you slowly over three days. Because its top half oh can't God. move that fast. I am so glad I asked this question. That answer was both glorious and probably the dumbest thing I have ever heard. Always trust your instincts. I appreciate your answer, James. Why are you so fucking stupid No, now. yours will be great. That was stupid. I'm thinking just a velociraptor, because easy, right? Okay. That's one cre- that's Top half or bottom half. I'm aware. I'm aware. Okay. With a peregrine falcon. You have the fastest animal in the world with the smartest animal in the world. Clever girl. Clever girl. The, that so now would it be like more like would it be predator. would it be a little more like a so would it be more like a feathered raptor? Would it lean more towards the raptor side? Would it look more towards like, the parrot? Yeah, yeah. So I, it would be more raptor side with wings. Basically, I want the peregrine falcon for the speed. That's all I care about. It would they would actually blend perfectly because I mean uh, birds are raptor, dinosaurs. The word raptor means bird of prey. The wise words of Doctor Alan Grant. 
So it would actually be a perfect blend of creatures. No, yeah, it for be... sure. It's that's why mine feels so stupid. It's because I can't get the picture it's not of stupid, a sloth. Because now I'm thinking about my creature getting in a fight with your creature, <laughs> and I think I'm. Five I don't know. He, I think yours like lured his in. <laughs> no, <that's> <laughs> so <laughs> the problem with his is mine would just scoop in and swoop his ass up. It wasn't going to do. Yours can How fly? Big? Well, yeah. Yes, mine can fly. I didn't know it had wings. I thought it it's just a had like Peregrine Falcon. I just thought it had like the head of the falcon. No, Peregrine Falcon raptor. with wings. So, bro. so like picture the way I'm picturing this creature in my mind is just a very heavily feathered. We need stickers raptor. made up of our creatures. <laughs> we need drawings made. Either that, or he's just straight up like. Velociraptor Red Bull style. And it's just... Yeah, this is the Velociraptor with wings. Red yeah. Bull gives you oh, wings. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that would be dope. Uh, I feel like that's a... That's cheating. Having <laughs> the wings on there. That's a huge right. advantage. Good news is, mine... The first thing that came into my brain wasn't dumb, but I think would be one, ridiculous, but also terrifying. So, mine, we're gonna go to the ocean for mine. Well, anything in the ocean's fucking terrifying. So yeah. So, so all right. So Monster ready? Soup. We're gonna mix a giant squid with a megalodon. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Wait. So does that mean where like the squid's beak usually is is like a shark head, or is it the opposite? Is so the, the way squid the back yeah, half. Tell us, so, tell us what. So the, what I was thinking was fucking start with this, the megalodon mouth, right? Because that's the big thing. Okay. And then, <laughs> that's the scary that's part the, of the meg. That's the, that's the business end, as we'll call it. But then we're going to read, it's going to feed into kind of a tentacle body of what like if? a squid lower, like instead of a tail. But it uses a similar propulsion system, which is essentially a jet of the squid to repel the megalodon through the fucking ocean. That sounds pretty terrifying. That sounds actually. pretty fucking scary. I would never. I, I don't go in the ocean anyway because I live in. Utah. Also, since it's got that squid gene in there, as long as its mouth can fit, it can fit. Can it ink? Of course. Oh, that's scary. What would it ink? What color? Blood red. <laughs> Blood red. Because <laughs> metal. Red rum. Uh, that's fucking scary. That's pretty scary. Uh, because if you get caught in the tentacles. I mean, that's way more scary than a beak, and the beaks are terrifying. But just imagine you get caught in the tentacles, and you know, oh, I'm getting shoved down a shark face. Oh, that's really scary. Ah, it's a shark ass, actually. Shark ass. Yeah, you, well, no, you get fed into the ass. So, like, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. It doesn't. The beak's in the ass. No, no, there's no beak. It's just the tentacles are instead of its tail. Oh, okay. So it still has right. like it'll still have like eight opposable like limbs that it can use to like think like um. The Snagglar Pit from like Star Wars, but a Megalodon and Kraken. That's what I said. Sarlacc. 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 Y'all fucking suck. I know. I'm just looking at this drink over here and it's already good. Yeah, why have we not started? So essentially, I made a Snarlacc Pit, but it's movable and it's in the ocean. Now, hear me out. What if you had like the blend of the two creatures again, but it was just an octopus with a dorsal fin? (laughs) <laughs> so it's just like, but instead every of every now beak. and then it comes up to the surface <laughs> just, water, you see a dorsal fin, and then you see like eight tentacles just <laughs> flopping around the surface of the ocean, and then it goes back down under the water. But it still has instead of a beak, a shark teeth. Ooh! So like it would like That's you just like scary. straight up like space alien like opens up, and then you just see rows upon rows of teeth. Have you guys ever seen the movie Teeth? Unfortunately, <laughs> That's what it is. That's, That's what it's reminding me of. Anywho. 
The problem right. with your Sarlacc pit option is a uh, Boba Fett escaped from one. So, That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, but he didn't escape from Mega Kraken. <laughs> Mega Kraken <laughs> is it as big as the Kraken? Uh, I used a giant squid and megalodon for That's size, true. so, so it's, it's probably pretty, pretty freaking big. And it will just constantly grow because I mean it's got the shark genes. Yeah, I was gonna say it, it can't. Well, squids can't die either. So they only sharks and squids only die if they get killed by something else. Or if they cannot feed themselves. feed themselves and they start. Also, imagine like the trippiness because it could change color like squid and like communicate and like hypnotize things. Fuck like your animal. Like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah, I'd get in a fight with it with my sloth. <laughs> punch a hoe in its fucking yeah. side. I'll punch it right in your main goddamn face. Teeth? What teeth? <laughs> you put his on land, it loses. You put yours in the water, it loses. So there you go. Nobody can. Yours is just flying around in the sky. Yeah. I just, just want to like, let you know, you know We all like did land, sea, air. We all did something very different. Hey, there you oh, go. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Anyway, shall we dive into today's topic? Oh, I suppose so. So, being it our, <laughs> we are doing a brewcast. We talked mentioned it earlier. It is on the. Infamous, I would say, absinthe. I'm so nervous. So, boys, we all the have thing the thing that smells like black licorice that's green. So, yeah, we all have the same thing in our glass this fine day. Some of us have some backup situations. Some of us are just uh, soloing it. Red solo cup. I no. fill you up. Great. Let's no, have we fun. just got demonetized. Any profit we could ever get <laughs> just gone to Toby Keith. You're welcome. Anyway. Toby, please spare us. Colby, I believe there was a nice message on the side of the box or bottle uh, that you wanted to read from the... Uh... Here we are. Okay. Uh, so we went to the store, like I said, and they only had one brand. And I got rolled, my, my eyes rolled at me because... Not mine. Hey, that'd be impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I got my eyes rolled at me. That's oh. a, that would be very impressive. Someone say neat. But it's absinthe, right? So the, the history of absinthe or the, the mystery behind it is like, oh, you drink it because you really won't get fucked up, right? Yeah. Anyway, so absinthe has a long history, but on the box here, I'm going to just read you what it says because it's kind of neat. Um, so this box, it came with, uh, we'll, we'll explain how absinthe, of course, is the traditional yeah. way to drink it. But it came with the spoon that you're supposed to use as well as the drink. And it says, nearly 100 years after its ban, you can now enjoy one of history's most notorious liquors in all of its 19th century glory. Today, the signature drink of Van Gogh, Oscar Wilde, and Toulouse Lautrec can be enjoyed as it was in the late 1900s. Absinthe, uh, the first legal absinthe recipe in the U.S. market since 1912, is still handcrafted in the south of France, using only the highest quality artisanal distillation methods and ingredients, including anise, star anise, balm, peppermint, and full measure of the legendary and notorious botanical wormwood, also known as Artemisia absinthium. Experience absinthe, absinthe, refine, and recall the glitz and glamour of La Belle Epique Paris. <laughs> that was way longer than I thought it was. It was two paragraphs. That's not that long. Okay. I'm just up. nervous. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> all right, gents. Uh, can I see my our fancy spoon? I think my uh, drink is set. I think we should all do a little stir, stir, stir to get the full experience. So, absinthe is very, very similar to a lot of other... It has some cousins we'll talk about. 
Essentially, what absinthe is, is it is a spirit. For those of you who don't remember or know, a spirit is something that is above 30% ABV. It's a fourth so dimensional being. Anything below that is a liqueur. Yes. So if you see, fun fact, if you see like a coffee liqueur, it'll be up to 30%. Anything above that would be a coffee spirit. Well, thank you, good sir. Mm-hmm. Let me just drown Van Gogh. Her <laughs> spoon it has Van Gogh's head on it. Uh, three of them. Three Van Gogh heads. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, as as you do. As as you do after a glass of absinthe. All right, just putting this up to my face. It smells like black licorice. It's right exactly black licorice. It's pretty licorice. strong. You know, the funny thing is, like, I do s- smell that similar, but it's not nearly as bad as Jaeger. No. Jaeger no. is the death. I wonder if this is going to taste I actually like don't mind Jaeger a whole it. lot, but anyway, I, I hate it. Cheers, my dudes. Cheers. I'm too far. Clink. Cheers, mate. Clink. Clink. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's Whoa. so interesting. Right? I don't know. I don't. I just got chills, though. My tongue's kind of numb. Yeah, mine too. You can taste the black liquor. It doesn't have like a super. It has such a strange Weird. Appetite. You it's... can take the black licorice, but it's got a lot of. It's got a totally different Now, did you sip it, or did you take, like, a full mouth? I took a half mouth. No, no, I took about a half mouth as well. I just took it, like, my first, like, real drink. Like, drink it like it's a beverage. My tongue's going numb. Again. Yeah, just like yours did. Mm Mm-hmm. Why is our tongue going numb? That's weird. It just has to do with the alcohol. A lot of high-strength alcohol will do that. Surprisingly, for this being 80% alcohol, which is... It's above 100 proof, so it's technically flammable. But... It doesn't have, like, an alcohol burn. No, I'm not getting any alcohol no. burn, but I'm getting chills every time I drink it. I know it's, it's got weird. such a strong flavor, and it's just so different. Oh my god! Hmm. I don't know. This is cool. Everybody should drink it. Okay, you have to do it in the way we did it, though, because I don't know that this straight would taste good at all. No, I think you it'd be do awful. not. You do not shoot this. Anybody who will tell you I need to do that, don't. So there are three main mixed beverages to do with absinthe. One of them is just. An absinthe cocktail, which we have, which is you have an absinthe spoon. They have a specific spoon, um, just like a lot of this niche type high end alcohol. You would then put a sugar cube inside the spoon, and then you will then pour ice cold water over the sugar, melting the sugar into your absinthe that you've poured into the glass prior. Yes, so it should be about. One to four should be your ratio, is what I've I've read. Mm-hmm. Most some everywhere. some will some will vary. It kind of depends. Also, a lot of absinthe will be diluted with another mm-hmm. flavor. Often they'll pair it with like lemon or other herbs. Traditionally, they'll do a lot of uh, fennel will be mixed in with your absinthe. Is this mm. just straight absinthe? What we're drinking now, or is it mixed uh... with anything? It's just, it's refined absinthe. It's, uh, it's with wormwood. Well, yeah, it's absinthe. No, it's just uh, absinthe and wormwood. That's oh, it. Oh, interesting. So absinthe, it, it is has this mythos of the green fairy, right? Oh. Because the drink is I green. I totally forgot. The other two things. Um, the other two beverages common made with absinthe is there is a frappe that they make with like some cream and it looks a little bit sweet. I'm not getting that at Starbucks. I don't think Starbucks would ever sell it. If <laughs> Starbucks sold it, I would get it. <laughs> and then there is another uh, cream-type drink that they'll mix with the absinthe, but it's not in 
it's not made into a frappe, so it's not nice, light, and fluffy. It'll just cream inside your alcohol, kind of like a white Russian, but it's made with absinthe, cream, and a little bit of uh, distilled water. Oh, dude, I just can't decide. I think like it's one of those that you need to have it a second time to even. Uh, I don't hate it, it, but I um I gotta take I can't take a full mouthful at once. Sure, you can do it. Uh-uh. Just do it. It's actually it's, it's not that bad. It's got a lot of weird flavors. It does. I've never tasted anything like this before mm-hmm. in my life. It is definitely unique. Now, absinthe shared its cousin with gin, and I like gin a lot in the fact that both of these are distilled spirits so they will distill the alcohol out of in uh, it varies but then after it is distilled is then infused with herbs for its flavoring that's what gives gin its gin flavor is mm-hmm. similar herbs to absinthe absinthe mainly uses absinthe absentine is think, yeah. the herb it looks it almost looks like sagebrush but it grows up in the mountains it came from originally it came from switzerland is where absinthe was first uh, developed and kind of cultured and then spread up into other reaches of Europe. Predominantly, it was big in France. France was huge. Um, it originally came from Switzerland, went to France, and that's where it kind of grew up in this kind of bohemian culture. It was very popular among the bohemian lifestyle, a lot of artists. It was just a very, it kind of reached peak around uh, Van Gogh's time and all that kind of stuff is when it reached its peak unfortunately during its peak a lot of people didn't understand it and created this mythos of this green fairy they started associating it with uh, hallucinogens i'm sure we've all heard absinthe oh you're gonna be tripping if you yeah, it's that all that wormwood a huge huge rumor like through junior high and high school it is very silly and it just it we can talk about how it kind of came about that that myth came into being that it created this hallucinogens but essentially what would happen is there's something in absentine or um, the great wormwood is what it's aged, it's distilled and aged with, is this tree that supposedly the oils in the tree seep into the alcohol. Then once you consume the alcohol, you ingest some hallucinogens and you see this green lady is the mythos, this green fairy uh, that was associated with it because the drink itself is green in color thanks to mm-hmm. the... Uh, it's actually not from the wormwood itself. It's no. from uh, anise. It's, it's, uh, anise is the big it's from herb. from anise, and then also a lot of companies will add plant to the mixture later, mm-hmm. and a lot of the green actually comes from chlorophyll from the plant, and it turns mm-hmm. it green. Yeah, a true absinthe will have these three key ingredients. It'll have the wormwood, fennel, and the anise. anise. Very similar to star anise. It, that's what gives it its... The anise is what gives it that licorice adjacent flavor and smell. Right, and it's not actually licorice. And come to find out through my reading, most alcohols and things that taste like black licorice, it's not actually black licorice. It's anise. Mm-hmm. And it's not that bad of a flavor. Um, I don't really like black licorice, but... Me neither, but that's it. not... There's so many weird flavors hitting my tongue. It, it's not like, oh, that's definitely black licorice. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting that. So I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm almost through my drink already. But Jesus! <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking that <laughs> I don't, it, it feels like it's hitting a lot quicker, too. Um, I heard that it usually hits you in about 10 minutes. 
It's because it I. Well, higher... there's a lot of alcohol in this. Yeah, but these are only one content. shot too. Yeah, um, but it is higher alcohol. But I, I'm already feeling it. Like I'm not like. I wouldn't say I'm buzzed. I think the biggest, but I can feel you know how you get a little bit of a fuzzy in this center of your forehead. Honestly, I think that's the, what I'm starting to the feel. The biggest thing that threw me off, and this is great for radio, is my tongue. I can't yeah. feel my tongue. It's like yeah. fuzzy and numb. My tongue Freaking is weird. And I, I literally get chills every time I'm taking a swig of this. I cannot help it. Look at my, look at my arms. Oh right yeah, now. He, he's goosebumps. goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Similar. Look at that. Yeah, standing up. No. Which is weird. Interesting. Maybe we will hallucinate. Who knows? Maybe that green fairy paid us a visit. Well, one cool thing that I found is the the root was it the wormwood. You can actually hallucinate by eating just the wormwood itself. But if you're trying to hallucinate drinking absinthe, you will die of alcohol poisoning long, long before you do any hallucinating. Yeah, they um the the studies they found that actually the people who hallucinated. Um, the reason was is because it had like ten percent essential oils in the actual alcohol they were drinking because it was like bootleg alcohol. Well, um, so and that's also they, they ate magic mushrooms. Also, right also, <laughs> also, people have been known to hallucinate on alcohol. Yes, yes sure. Because it deprives it, it deprives the brain of oxygen and your brain to make understanding of what's going on will fill in the yeah, gaps for nice. you and you can't hallucinate. The reason this also came into being is back when absinthe kind of rose to fame was there wasn't really strict alcohol laws so anybody could distill absinthe and you could get anything from 80 percent. you can get anything up to almost 100 percent alcohol straight just moonshine they didn't have regulations really put in place and people will hallucinate off of moonshine when it's just straight alcohol because your brain doesn't have the oxygen to that's just because they wanted to kill themselves they're like, oh, I'm just going to drink gasoline. Now, that sounds great. Now, back in the day, they did not have nowhere near the same strict standards, like he was saying. So there's a, a lot of contaminants in their alcohol back then, a lot of bad chemicals. They actually, this was kind of the first known sighting of, um, shit, what's it called? Bigfoot. No, <laughs> that's not what Nessie. I'm talking about. Uh, Bath salts. But it was actually copper salts back then. They would accidentally mix copper salts in, and it makes you hallucinate similar to bath salts. Interesting. And it kind of makes you crazy. That's where a lot of people think that, you know, drinking absinthe makes you crazy comes from. So we all know that it was banned for a long time because there was this mythos associated with hallucinogenics in the fact that there was only been one reported case quoting that somebody hallucinated off of absinthe and it was during this time where there wasn't a whole lot of regulations but it was in the early 1900s there was uh, yeah there was a swiss farmer who after a day out drinking on the town went back home and killed his wife and child yes straight up murdered him wait (laughs) moida wait and upon people finding out and questioning it he said it wasn't my fault (laughs) It was the absinthe. It was the green. It was the green fairy. I was hallucinating and I killed them. I mean, this could have been true. He could have been hallucinating and murdered his family, or he could have just been a terrible person and murdered his wife and child, and that was his excuse. There's actually reports of what he had to drink that night. Um, he had two glasses of absinthe, and he had quite a few glasses of wine and a couple of whiskeys. 
So he so, was and he very sounds loose. like an alcoholic. He was. Oh yeah, he Weird. was a raging alcoholic. He was. A known and alcoholic. in a fit of rage, he murdered his wife and child. And sounds they blame like an alcoholic. Yeah. So shortly after 1905, we have the first ban, and it was in the. It was in the. It was in Africa, I believe. In Hold on, sorry, my Africa. my notes just got shifted. Notes getting shifty. I can feel it. Call it. <laughs> That's two different songs, bro. <laughs> that was close. Come on. <laughs> I got the same artist at least. No. Yep. One is Toto. Uh-huh. Yep. The Africa one... by Toto. Mm-hmm. One is the great Phil Collins. So, yeah, but the Phil Collins was the drummer for Toto. <laughs> no, so <he> <laughs> after after the murders of 1905 in 1906, just the following year, both Belgium and Brazil banned it. All distribution, all manufacturing of absinthe <clears throat> cut off. Shortly after that, in Around 1909, that's when the Netherlands followed, and Switzerland in 1910, United States in 1912, and the big kicker was France, 1914. Cut it out. Sorry, we had to take a brief intermission, but we're back. Uh, This absinthe is hitting us all (laughs) a little quick and in different Mm. ways. We had to to take a moment to compose ourselves (laughs) because it was something. So... In 1914, the French finally banned absinthe after the murders. This was a big blow to the absinthe because, one, French people were the number one consumer in the fact that you had people like Vincent van Gogh, uh, we just read a fucking list. Pablo Picasso. Pablo Picasso. I have the list right here. So these are not just French, but these are the famous people that used to partake in absinthe all the time. We have Ernest Hemingway. Yeah? Yeah. Pablo <laughs> Picasso. I'm reading through the list. I'm only going to say the people that I know because all the other ones, who knows who they are? Not me. We got Pablo Picasso. We got Vincent van Gogh. We got Oscar Wilde. We got Aleister Crowley. We got Edgar Allan Poe. So, Lord Byron. Yeah, and there was this whole aura about absinthe. It was all the creative minds of the time, it was all the artists, the writers. They were all indulged in this vehicle to get them inebriated. And they started, that's where the whole like, they're like, oh, all these artists. And there's a whole pageantry to like when you prepare an absinthe drink. We took some videos that we'll share with you on our social media. In addition, they would, they did some crazy things. Like there's a whole drink where they light their sugar cube on fire, which doesn't actually do anything. That just ruins the flavor. Yeah, it just burns the sugar and... You brew your drink. It looks I fucking cool. I cannot imagine this taste, this drink tasting burnt. <laughs> it probably tastes terrible. Uh, yeah, I don't well, think it would so taste good. It's so high in alcohol content. If you mix up the ratio, it's just going to stay on fire. It's like a freaking burning uh, Alaska. And that's how you spontaneously combust. <laughs> Callbacks. <laughs> um, so after what? the French bandit, it kind of <laughs> there fell goes into Kobe. obscurity. He know what's going on. <laughs> Surfing his Facebook. <laughs> he was looking at Team Trees. I'm sorry. <laughs> so after f- the French finally banned it, it kind of faded into obscurity because nobody was distilling it. So those that had a bottle still in their a canter, they would still partake in it. There's specific spoons and glasses, and there was just this whole je ne sais quoi about the whole thing. Je ne sais quoi. As I'm sure they say. It is. Je ne sais quoi. Oui, oui. French toast. <laughs> what? 
I don't. Fun I fact, don't think French they're... toast and French fries are not French. Is a um, prove me wrong. Are you telling me French people don't eat French toast? They don't. I'm calling you a liar. They eat crepes, dumbass. No, I know they eat crepes, and I will agree crepes are superior. Crepes are Have you ever had no, a crepe? No, they're not as good as pancakes. Let's not be silly. I'm no. sorry, what? Buttermilk pancakes. pancakes. If you would have argued French toast, I'd have been like, yeah, all right, French toast, yeah, that can win. Crepes are way better than pancakes. And you're full of shit, man. You've never had a good crepe, then. I have had a good crepe. No, My fiance makes great crepes. Still not as good as a buttermilk pancake. You can't beat. There's no breakfast food better than a hold buttermilk on, hold pancake. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, you have one crepe, right? And they're pronounced crepe. No. It's crap, but sure. <laughs> it's crap. So, <laughs> so, do you then put a layer of a schmear? You put another like crepe. Nutella? No. Sure. I mean, you could. Uh, well, or you could like fine. a I chocolate. Jam. I was thinking like a, a chocolate ganache. And then That's you put another crepe. It's good now. And then you... Shut the fuck <laughs> up! <laughs> anyway, did you know, what I'm getting at is there's crepe cakes, where it's 100 layers of crepes. See, that would be so super good. That would be good. Still not as good as buttermilk pancake. No. You're wrong. You know what's not wrong? Waffles are worse than pancakes. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> it's true, though. Waffles... Waffles have a specific pocket to hold your syrup. I know, Why? but waffles are generally crunchy. Yeah, I don't want well, pancakes are soft. And are you just telling gooey? me you would not want a breakfast sandwich that was waffle, egg, protein, waffle? I would rather, rather have pancake. pancake. That's nope. why I go to McDonald's. Nope. Yeah, it's called about, a McGriddle, yeah, bitch. But, yeah, but there's no, there's no like, there's just pancakes with waffles. We got Belgian waffles. We got French waffles. I'm sure there's. Another form of German. You know waffles. why? You know why <laughs> they're doing that? German pancakes. You know Those why they're come doing from that? An oven and they are a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> they have all the different kinds of waffles because they have to try and keep reinventing the waffle to keep it yeah, current. Keep and up with the mistake. No. Oh, it's so good. I own a Belgian waffle maker. I've yet to use it, but oh, it's because you. They must be really good. You must really yeah, love waffles. Yeah. I live in a basement, so no. I just you don't have. Don't... I don't have room to prepare Belgian waffles. Is there a kitchen? No. <laughs> There's not even walls. I mean, uh, is there a kitchen in the household? Then you could be making yourself waffles. <laughs> Pancakes are just easier. And more delicious. Nope. And better. Anyway. So the French. <laughs> and, and pair better with bacon. False. Pancakes do pair better with bacon. Also. You, you got your crispiness There's the bacon. Waffle cookies. There aren't pancake cookies. What the fuck is a waffle cookie? Uh, you make what the fuck is a pancake cookie? It's just a cookie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, no. So you make your you make you make your cookie batter, and then you throw it into the waffle iron, and you create this crunchy, delicious chocolate chip goodness. So, so make hear me out. So you make a fucking cookie. So hear in the me shape out. of a waffle. What if you just take cookie batter and fucking cook it in the oven? It'd be easier. And then it's a cookie pancake. But it's not a waffle cookie. But it's better. Okay, are you putting syrup on this waffle cookie? No, I'm putting powdered sugar and ice cream. Oh, ice hey, cream can yeah, ice cream makes sense. Powdered sugar is overkill. No, powdered sugar is great. You're gross. I hate powdered sugar. Well, you're wrong. It's disgusting. No better way to ruin a breakfast. All right, pull time. Sugar. Pull time. Everybody out and not us <laughs> land. Waffles or pancakes. Not us land. Waffles or pancakes. That's the big... And uh, there's only one thing. So, after it got banned... 
Because oh, we're yeah, still talking about Oh, yeah, what were we talking about? Man, this, this alcohol is doing weird stuff to us. It's making us go on weird tangents. Like we don't I don't think do that's that the alcohol. Normally. I think that's just us. Yeah, I think so. So, shortly after the ban of absinthe, a lot of, like, like in revolt, a lot of the artists started painting, like, absinthe paintings and stuff like that. Just because they liked the beverage so much, because of the flavor of the time, they really identified with it. It then faded into obscurity and really didn't kind of take off till about, honestly, the mid-90s when... I mean, we kind of do a similar thing right now with Bud Light. Bud Light is never good. Bud I mean, Light look at the like South. I, I ignore the, the South. I'm not the, looking to the South for alcohol recommendations. Yeah, but, I mean, well, I mean, we do the same thing. What I'm saying is we have the same form of expression. Like, picture someone who drinks Bud Light. <laughs> okay. Now you're thinking of somebody who's got a goatee. <laughs> Somebody that's got a mullet, uh, probably a wife beater. Yes, jean shorts, maybe maybe camo shorts, <laughs> combat boots. Oh, we're losing listeners <laughs> here. We're I'm losing. pretty sure the people who look like this are not listening to us. I'm gonna be honest. I know a few of them that are actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's great. So. It kind of had this revivalism in the mid-90s when Britain took it off the ban list and started importing it again. We shortly followed because, shocker, science proved that absinthe is not a hallucinogen. Hold on. You're saying that scientists are right about things? Correct. So if 98% of scientists agree about one thing, we should assume it's correct? Hit me with your stupid fact. Global warming is false. <laughs> I will fight you. <laughs> what? No, it's, it's climate change. Oh, well, climate change shill. I'm just kidding. What? Can I kick him in the nuts? You it's could. his house. So <laughs> I don't care. Not, but <laughs> just kidding. Climate change is real. So science disproved it. So yes, wormwood can perform hallucinations. But when you distill wormwood, all that shit's burned away. Yep. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, like I said earlier, you would have you would die of alcohol poisoning long before you started hallucinating from the wormwood. You'd be hallucinating from the pure oxygen deprivation of your brain because of the alcohol before yes. the wormwood. Then, if we draw another line, so absinthe was banned. Do you know what was banned? Wasn't banned, but also was distilled using wormwood. Marijuana. What? <laughs> no, this just first. First banned substance that popped in my brain. <laughs> no, sweet vermouth has always been distilled with wormwood. Ooh, we need to do an episode on vermouth. So vermouth was never banned, still distilled with vermouth. I mean, still Ver-roof. distilled <laughs> with <laughs> wormwood. Just do it with vermouth. We're going to have to watch YouTube videos for like four hours after this episode. How did you do that? So, fun fact, it wasn't actually legalized in the u.s until 2007 so it's a very recent thing you uh, can go buy it at your local liquor store utah just has two selections there's a little mini bottle behind the counter that comes in plastic and i have a rule with alcohol if it comes in plastic i don't buy it and unless it's barton's vodka then you do buy it no no you buy pop for a good time pop-offs is better uh, than barton's comes would, in plastic way cheaper we would buy hammer and sickle before any of that what Yuck. in addition the only thing I buy in a plastic is my boxed wine. <laughs> uh, my, oh, I guess it, the bag is the bag plastic. plastic. Yeah. Damn, you got me there. Mm-hmm. I'm taking my last drink. Do it. I'm nervous. Do it. It's gross. <laughs> it's gross. It's not gross. <laughs> we should all do a shot. No. Not of this. No. 
I, oh I want to. I want to go home at some point. Oh my oh, god! Do a half shot. Oh my god! No, <laughs> fuck yourself. Oh god, Colby. <sighs> don't do a half, Colby. Don't. Oh my god, that last streak is rough. Whew. Half shot time. Have fun. <laughs> he doesn't have a shot glass, ladies and gentlemen. He has <laughs> a glass. <laughs> do not do. Oh, do not do half the glass. Do like a sip because that's gonna be so harsh, dude. Oh, that's too much. Get in front of your mic. See, the, that's the, actually not as bad as it sounds. The weird part no? about this whole thing is there's no alcohol burn. Okay, there is if you shoot it. There yeah. is an alcohol burn. See, I don't trust to shoot. There's a lot of things I'll shoot. Now my belly hurts. Now my belly. Well, who warned you <laughs> not to do it? So, sixty-six percent of the podcast warned you. And again, science is not going to deny the fact that the placebo effect is real. Like there is this whole thing about absinthe that oh you're gonna hallucinate and oh it was banned for such a long time it so is there's real just... i just saw a dragon fly right outside <laughs> the window <laughs> so there's this whole mystique about this beverage when mm. it's just another spirit that's distilled from plants that honestly has a pleasant taste when mixed in the right way now it is a very strong flavor you're not going to want to mix it with orange juice no or anything i don't like think that. You... I don't think you really want to mix this with anything. You just have to drink it in its as its own cocktail. I kind of want to mix it with orange juice. No, you don't. When would when was the last time you wanted to eat anise-flavored orange juice? Or black oh, licorice anise. oranges? Anise, black or as some would say, anus. Anus. What? Anus. Tastes like anus, kind of. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I've decided I, I'm not a big fan. So, so I, I'll admit, like I'm not like a big, a big fan. fan. Like, I'm not going to go to a bar and order an absinthe. But no. once in a while, because it has one job. Like, any spirit that's above freaking anywhere remotely close to 80%, it has one job. It's to get you there. I do feel... I'm going to tell you, if you if you drank and all you drank was absinthe, it would be a lot cheaper than drinking whiskey every well, day. Well, unless the absinthe is uh, super expensive. I was going to say, I don't think you can buy cheap absinthe, though. Like, if you wanted to just go buy cheap vodka and just blast yourself off to the moon with vodka, you could take four shots, five shots vodka, cost you five bucks, you know? This stuff was not cheap. No. It's, it's the only bottle we can get. It's 45 bucks a bottle. It's 45 bucks a bottle. It's not cheap. I mean, granted, we're not. I mean, we're hardly into the bottle. Well, we I mean, only... We've all had one glass. But, I mean, you're drinking two glasses a night, three glasses a night. It's only going to last you a week or two. Oh, yeah, not very long. Uh, to speak on the, what's it called, the when you take a pill and it's fake pill, placebo. 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 To speak on the placebo effect, uh, I almost feel like my buzz right now is different than a normal buzz. I feel like I'm lighter. Like yeah. I'm, I'm floating almost, not in like a drug way, but like I just feel my body feels light. Yeah, and the placebo effect is real because there's like that. Like I said earlier, the whole mystique that ooh this was taboo, and there's a whole. Part of the ritual, and they've done tests, the same thing with, like, when we talk about our wine episode, the, with the placebo effect of that. When you tell someone how expensive the bottle is, all of a sudden they're going to enjoy that more. Right. So there's this whole romance behind it. There's a whole way to pour it. Like, it comes in a very nice glass with a bubble. There's It's slow poured, so you can watch the whole thing fill up and mix right in front of you. They've done similar taste tests to fancy whiskeys and stuff like that. When you add a whole pageantry to it, it elevates the experience into more of a mind, body, and soul rather than just a chemical reaction in your stomach. Mm -hmm. 
So for me, I like it in that respect that it's it's an experience. Like you would invite someone over to enjoy this. Yeah, this rather is than definitely like an experience. Like invite mm-hmm. a few people over to your house. It's something you might have been planning for a week, and you just make a night of it. And that's why I think a lot of the um, that's where like the Bohemian influence came in because yeah, it was so popular among. A... It's more of an experience in the fact that. Oh, you could hallucinate with the green fairy. Hallucinate. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> but yeah, so in that regards, I like it. I would I would carry it in my liquor cabinet at home if I had a liquor cabinet. I, <laughs> I like, have a mini fridge. <laughs> I like it. I just wish I liked it more <laughs> enough to drink it again. It's not something I'm running <clears throat> to. It's not something I'm ordering at a bar like Sloan said. It's just, you know, if it was offered to me again, I would drink it. Not tonight, though. I, I think I need time. I genuinely liked it. Um, I need to do some research and try to find, like like we were saying, some, like, some lemon or some other flavors. Because mm-hmm. this one, I'm not. I hate black I licorice. honestly want to try licorice, mixed in get... with the cream. Like a, yeah, uh, like yeah. a frappe. That might work. Yeah, that might be a lot better. Because it'll add there was... richness and body to this already, like complex flavor that you have which is that really intense anise flavor well and so there was also a recipe that you mix champagne right Mm -hmm. at first when i was reading i was like yeah that sounds really freaking gross but now that i've had it and i've had a glass of it i think it would work i think it would be much better the champagne but you're never going to get rid of that black licorice taste but it would be okay with the champagne because you have the very light very bubbly and you could go with fuck i mean you could go with a very what would you pair with it? A very white champagne, especially maybe a little bit sweeter. Like a little bit sweeter of a champagne might offset the the, the black licorice taste mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. It might be very, very good. I think that would be a lot better. If there was just something to help take the edge off. Maybe I should have just mixed in a little more water. I think I probably did around four parts. Maybe I should have done five or six parts. And I think it would be a lot or easier for me to what if handle. you just mixed in... I mean, this gets rid of some of the pageantry, but if you, and the reason I like it, but if you just do used triple sec, just straight triple sec syrup. Just do some simple syrup. And over I did read that some cube. people do use syrup if you don't have the spoon and the sugar I cubes mean, and everything. I mean, it's the same thing as using sugar water yeah. at that point. I mean, it's yeah, a little bit more but, sugar watery. Yeah, it, but... it would be, it'd be sweeter. Because yeah. triple sec is a lot sweeter than just the little sugar, sugar cube water. that we yeah. melted. My drink was not lacking in the sweet department whatsoever it was very sweet yours wasn't mine was a little bit mine was very sweet and i don't know if that was the actual absinthe or if it was the sugar cube but i i do not need it any more sweet in fact it was almost too sweet to handle so that might be my issue again i i think i should have just added a little more water i think that's where i'm so for you gentlemen i would like to start doing this on the brewcast how would you rate the beverage in your log now 10? we're gonna put we'll put your favorite beverage at the top five star. Then we'll put PBR at the bottom at one star. <laughs> Fair enough. I used Where, to love PBR. Not yeah, anymore. you were also twenty one. I, I yes. think <laughs> I, was. I think the ten scale is a more accurate. Scale. Okay, let's fine. do it out of 10. ten scale, and then we'll we'll average our rating. I think together. I think I'd give it a solid four. Okay, and why? Why? Because it's. It was a really fun experience, but it's not something I'm going to go to a liquor store and, and spend my money on. I've got way, way more drinks, but 
Fuck. It's hard to put a sentence together. What am I trying to say? I have a lot more things at the liquor store that I'm going to spend my money on rather than absinthe. I'm not going to go there to get absinthe. Not going to happen. So I give it a four. It was a fun experience. I don't hate it. I'm not going to throw up drinking it. It's fine. Not something I'm rushing to go out and get more of. All right. Fair. Colby. I'd give it a solid seven. Damn. And, and so my reasoning here is what James is saying is I've got drinks above it that I would rather buy at the liquor store, but I could see myself every now and then getting myself a bottle. Like, it, I'd have to look and see what the shelf life of absinthe is. I think it's a lot longer. It's like 80 years. <laughs> no, because vodka's, vodka's but... seven months, roughly, seven months to a year. So I, I doubt absinthe is much longer than that. But I could, I could see myself getting it. I really like the flavors. I really like the... I mean, it, it's a weird sensation. It's something that I've never experienced before. Like, I've, you know, I've done shots of whiskey. I've done shots of vodka. You know, I just try to get drunk real fast. This is a very different experience. Like, oh, the yeah. actual, like, dripping of the sugar cube was kind of interesting. The whole, like, how you're supposed to drink it. The whole mythology behind it. Like, it, it's a very different experience for me. So, I would rate it a little bit higher. And I really like the taste. So all, all of that I love. The entire experience is sure. something I could fall in love with 100%. It's something I would totally get into. The spoons, I before I even tasted it, I was on Amazon looking for absinthe <laughs> spoons to buy. And it's just I love the process. I just wish I loved the flavor more. If the, they had the same process for expensive whiskey or something like that, then I would do that. That would be 100% awesome. But um, well, let's I think I think let's look into finding different flavors of absinthe. Yeah, we. we I think that. that might do it because a lot, what you're a lot of absinthe will come one. bottled that will be mixed or diluted with mm-hmm. something. Right. They don't usually give you straight absinthe. I would be open to try because it. of the harsh flavor. Now, I personally would be in the ballpark with Colby. I'd give it a seven for the exact same reasons of the pageantry, and it's one of those things that you would buy and you'd keep it in a canter, and it would be look nice, and it would you'd offer somebody an experience, and oh, I think that's sure. really nice to share with someone. And to me, that's what like alcohol is—is is sharing an experience with someone. Oh, the experiences I've shared. It's I hundred <laughs> percent agree. Is because I don't I don't drink by myself. Like I'll have a beer every now and then, but the only time I'll drink wine is if I'm with my wife. You know, when we actually sit down and we can have a glass together. I don't I don't drink just to drink. I mean, you know, a glass of vodka every now and then. But you know, I, the experience I agree with Sloan hundred percent. So our average was a solid six. So a C. Yeah, five and a half. It's like a five point seven five. Yeah. I'm just gonna round it solid. <laughs> just round it. Hey, C, that's passing. It's it's a pass. It's a low pass, but C's get degrees. Hey. Absinthe has a degree in uh, degrees. in brew science. So yeah. I think that's all we had uh, planned for our lovely episode. You could reach out to us, you can contact contact us at words are hard right now <laughs> so difficult oh god you may contact us at brewsciencepod at gmail.com you can also reach out to us on instagram or facebook you can message us either of those places and yeah rate give us a like review wherever you're listening to it one star fuck <laughs> god damn it no five stars we're riding high at five stars right now Please leave us a review. Please at least give us some stars. You don't even have to write us a very nice paragraph, although that would be very appreciated. Um, it would really help us out a lot. Um, but And also, very importantly, we need topics. What do you guys want to hear? 
what do you guys yeah we didn't have a listener mail episode just because uh we did have someone write in but it was just a, a discourse we were having with them it wasn't really a, more, a show more question up. or anything like that so we need topics the next topic has to be something science something tech so go ahead and email us give us some ideas we'll hit it hard we're just getting started boom boom I got a headache <laughs> maybe it was that shot of absinthe no i actually i feel really good i'm a little out of it <laughs> but as always uh we hope you learned something uh we unveiled the mystery behind absinthe and what it is it's not that bad no it's not uh, bad. we it give it a solid really good yep go grab yourself a brew go grab yourself some absinthe go learn something i'm gonna hoard this bottle so if anybody needs anything let me know <laughs> thanks for listening or reading <gasps> don't Goodbye. If you're having a stroke, stop. <laughs>